There's all you got to do is sing. Michael Jackson, who can sing, and is a good-looking guy, but ain't the most masculine fellow in the world. That's, that's Michael's hooks, his sensitivity. That's what women be saying, Michael's just so sensitive. And they eat that shit up. Mike know, too, he be using women in concert. I see Mike walk up to girls and they be in the audience. He say, is it all right if I come down there and sing to you? And the women go, ah! Then if you, if you don't scream, Michael get real sensitive and cry on your ass. If you hear that record, she's out of my life, Michael go, so I've learned that love's not possession. And I've learned love won't win. I've that love needs expression, but I learned to win. <laughs> Tito, get me some tissue. <laughs> Jermaine, stop teasing. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, Steve Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. So, uh, Wacker, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, I'm rather retarded this evening. I think that's why uh, we're starting notice. so late. What's, what's different? <laughs> your hair is kind of smushed down and not as bouncy as it normally is. Yeah, I guess it isn't as fluffy as usual. I'm using a different conditioner, but it's that's more, besides more, the point. More emo, less rockabilly. That's, that's, that's besides the point. The, the, the reason I'm, I want to give a disclaimer, okay? I'm retarded because I was up rather late in the evening last night. I blame this on my neighbors who were recently evicted. Uh-huh. They, um, two young, you know, the two young guys live across the hall. Young, brash, irresponsible ne'er-do-wells. Emo kids, yeah. yeah. They, they're like 20 years old and have just... No, like complete disregard for uh, you know the the rules of tenancy. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't call them emo. I'd call them more like roustabouts. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're ne'er do Yeah, I mean just yeah, harem scarum. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, I I uh, went over there and I was like, "What's going on? You guys are moving?" He's like, "Yeah, we got evicted." I was like, "Who? How many people do you know that have been evicted from their apartments?" Uh, none, but I've had people that have had close calls. And I've had close calls, but it's never been anything serious. It's just been like... A warning. A warning, yeah. yeah. Like I've, you I've had a couple warnings You can't have your friends stay here. We're going to have to evict you, and then you kick your friend out. Well, so I asked him, I was like, oh, what happened? Was a noise complaint? And he said, no, we haven't paid our rent in three months. 
it's like, well, no wonder you're being fucking evicted. What did, what did you think was going to happen? There's two of them living there in that yeah, small two, ass two guys studio. studio. They couldn't come up with a $400 a piece a month? <laughs> Apparently not. Mm. So anyway, I, I was on my way out, and I stopped by, and I was like, oh, hey, what's going on? And he's like, why don't you come in and have a drink? And they were exceptionally wild last night, like throwing things at each other, fighting mm. amongst each other. And one of the guys, so they had painted their entire apartment this, like, horrific shade of fluorescent green right before they were evicted before they were evicted so i think they had to paint over it to turn it back to its regular white oh i'm sure they were doing a good job well they had painted about half the wall and then the one guy took a sharpie and drew like the outline of a woman with like tits huge tits and then the whole rest of the wall was just cock and balls Uh uh-huh and i mean he was doing it with like the concentration of like what I assume Van Gogh must have had on his master. I mean, he was like completely concentrating. I'm kind of standing there. Just, well, Michelangelo is more Michelangelo, yeah. Sistine Chapel and all that. Exactly. So, so, so I was standing there just kind of like, I don't know why, why this is happening. And then the other guy comes over. He's like, here, man, have a rum and Coke. I was like, all right. So I drank. I started drinking it. And I was like, ah, oh, this tastes a little weird. Whatever. You know, maybe it's the Coke is flat or something. Uh-huh. And so I was almost done with it. And they're laughing and laughing. I was like, what's so funny? They're like, that's like mushroom tea with rum and Coke. <laughs> I said, mushroom Coke tea? and mushroom tea. I was like, no, no wonder this. T- why would you give that to me? Uh-huh. And you know, I was on my way to go meet some chick that I'd met, and it was just it just made for a horrible evening. And to, needless to say, I ended up coming back home like early and just had the trots all night. You didn't trip balls though. I was tripping. I felt weird. I wasn't like not tripping. Hallucin- That's not tripping balls. No, I wasn't tripping. But you know, faces weren't melting. I wasn't seeing like you know pink. <laughs> crackheads running about you didn't take your pants off at the bar <laughs> i didn't put a lampshade at my head caper about screaming i'm the lizard king nothing like that I, I ended up just coming home and just having nasty violent diarrhea for uh-huh. hours yeah i hate mushrooms i absolutely abhor mushrooms i, I don't like hallucinogenics and the main reason is because i always get sick to my stomach and when you're tripping and you have diarrhea i mean seriously you Not will sell time. your soul to satan to make it stop mm-hmm you know, and so yeah, it was a horrible night, and that's why I, I, I'm a, I'm a little off key. So you you might hear just some really even more unfunny jokes than usual. My timing's a bit off. Some like anecdotes that just really go nowhere. Mm, so pretty much a normal show. Pretty much a normal <laughs> show. So how was uh, your weekend there, Wackerly? It was fine. It was fine. I'm a little off key too because I had to like I left my house for work today at 7 a.m. Jesus, why? I had to go children, a children's hospital, which is always funny. <laughs> it's the children's <laughs> hospital. They try and make it all nice and look like, I don't know, Ronald McDonald's fucking Playland, but then you just think like, yeah, some kid's having his balls removed in here somewhere. And this is a big, big children's hospital, too, you know? There's these? some kid who's has his kidneys on the outside of his skin, and he's being they're trying to keep him alive. So in other words, yeah. you were basically in Michael Jackson's wet dream. No, it was better for the kids than that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Michael Jackson. Speaking of Michael Jackson. Um, it's kind of funny. You know, I love... It, it seems like it doesn't happen all the time, but every now and then, we'll do a show the day before... I know. Some huge, now we're behind. you know, earth-shattering event occurs, and we missed it by a day. We could have been like the first podcast, the first... You know, news media outlet to actually discuss Michael Jackson's death, you know, with our own sick and wrong perspective. Well, Carl Malden died today. I don't know if you heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about that. Streets of San Francisco. Streets of San Francisco. He was in Patton, which I just watched recently. He was in... um, 
Streetcar Named Desire. Streetcar? Yeah, Streetcar. <laughs> Believe me. He was marvelous uh, in Streetcar. Some American Express commercials. <laughs> Had a very yeah, large yeah. nose. That's all I have to say. So, um, yeah. First podcast to talk about Carol Malden's <laughs> death. Market. Market at 10. We, we, we are the first podcast to talk about Carl Malden. Yes, yes, we are. But so, you know, I, I do feel that we have to weigh in on Michael Jackson. We, we have to discuss Michael I Jackson. I mean, it's unavoidable for show. I mean, the, 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 the inglorious death, basically, of this uh, king of pop is right. something that we, we need to address here on the show. But before I get into this, I do want to say that you seem to be recovering well. You, you were... Beside yourself with grief over the weekend, weren't you? Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I'll just tell you what I told your sister on Sunday that, um, you know, Society of the Earth used to have the day, you know, a really good day in memorial was the day that, like, Hitler put the gun in his mouth. <laughs> and now we have this day. <laughs> now we have Michael Jackson. Yeah, now death. we have two great days. You know, what cracked me up about it is the same people that four years ago were crying pedophile kitty fiddler nonce mm -hmm. we're now crying tears of just you know just crying tears of, of real sadness right i mean His they're really <laughs> profoundly affected by the passing of this person who they had lab labeled a, a pederast four years well, ago and not just the and, and that's the thing it's not just the freaks that flocked to you know his neverland ranch and would flock to the hospital whenever he was in the hospital or to the trial and say we support you michael blah 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 but like everybody like major news outlets are completely gilding his um, reputation well i mean it's there, there's always a mention in the article like yeah he kind of lost it but you know when he in the 80s he was really incredible and and three three quarters to 90 percent of the article is about how incredible he was and then at the end you know he lost his mind and, and like and he went through the trial little boys dicks it's unabashed hypocrisy and that is what kind of bothers me about this whole thing it, it just cracks me up that these people, you know, now all of a sudden are like, you know, his his legacy will live on for generations. He's this magnificent man. And I mean, like <laughs> at the BET, they had uh, they're parading out like Jamie Foxx is putting on the yeah. outfits. And, you know, I okay. did you see how uh, did you see the P, P. Diddy thing? No, what did P. Diddy do? <laughs> they had, I can't remember if it was in L.A. or New York, but one of P. Diddy's clubs, or maybe it wasn't even his club. But he was going to he went out and DJed a set. He was going to play uh, Man in the Mirror. And uh, he was playing it up at the DJ booth. And a bunch of people came out and were like, started dancing and like having a good time. And he got pissed because they thought they were disrespecting his memory. And he even like stopped the mu music and, and yelled at the crowd, listen to his words, listen to his words, look at the man in the mirror, whatever. And, and then just walked off and didn't play the rest of the song, which I just think is... That's hilarious. It's just a, he tes had a testament. It's a testament to P. Diddy's just <laughs> fucking how full Douche, of himself he is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no, seriously, he had a Michael Jackson moment. Right. But, you know, it, it's just funny to me that uh, that these people care about Michael Jackson so much. But yet, I mean, and, and they, they'll sit there and they'll go off in this, like, tear-jerking speech about how important he was and influential, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But would they let him babysit their kids? Hell no. Hell no, dude. P. Diddy <laughs> wouldn't let his children within 20 feet of Michael Jackson. We'd let him be alone in the room with Michael Jackson. No. No, so definitely I, not. There's somebody on Howard Stern once, I hate to bring up Stern, but who made that exact same point. Like, he was really defending Michael Jackson, and Howard Stern was trying to goad the guy into saying, like, yeah, he's a pedophile. And then he was just like, would you let him watch your kids? And the guy was like, hell no. I think it might have been, like, Chris Rock or something. <laughs> it, it probably was. I think the one, the reason I can kind of relate 
to uh, you know some of the emotion that's been been profligated this past week. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was talking to my sister about this and uh, a couple friends, and uh, they were saying, you know, Michael Jackson played a role in all of our childhoods. And that's seriously. I'm glad dude, you bring this up because this bugs me more than anything. Dude, no, but listen, listen, hear me out on this. He played a role in everyone's childhood, dude. I mean, one of, one of the earliest songs I can remember as a kid was, you know, Thriller. I was completely just enthralled by it. I, I was, I was completely floored by it. By the music, though, or by the video? The video, the music. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was great. I mean, I was uh, the whole image, the i the the iconic image that was Michael Jackson, and I understand that, and I give it that, and I think the reason people are so upset is because they feel their childhood, something of their childhood is gone. They're they're feeling older, so they become more aware of their age by the passing of Michael Jackson. Maybe. Same thing happened with Elvis Presley when when Elvis died. People are like, wow, you know, it's it's that was a part of our youth. John when, Lennon when probably. Paul McCartney dies. You know, and uh, Ringo kicks it. They're gonna be like, "Oh, you know, the Beatles. That, that was that was the you know my youth." So I think Ringo's I'll... gonna live to like 115. Watch, me. <laughs> mark my words. He'll be preserved. Yeah. No, I, I just think a lot of people are so affected by this because they feel now it's like they're they're aware that they're they're aging. I was aware already. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe I have more. Uh, maybe I'm more astute at the. Uh... That, I don't know that it, thing. It's the hypocrisy of it all that amuses me, and what also amuses me. So you're all me, right with the whole nostalgia for you know the generation X slash X slash Y thing? No, because your sister when Thriller came out, my was, sister cried. Was six years old, even if that maybe. But I mean, she, she loves Michael Jackson. She's a genuine <laughs> fan of Michael Jackson. She was going to go to Vegas to see him and pay upwards of $500 to see the guy. Yeah, yeah. A freak I show. I feel bad now about... But it's like you hear her. all these girls at work, they're just like crying. and Oh my God, I can make a Jackson dead. I was just like, would you let him babysit your kids? No, they wouldn't. So what amuses me is, other than the hypocrisy, is uh, all these, uh, this, the abundance of, of stories that are coming out surrounding this guy's life. Right. And really, he was a bona fide weirdo. For a long time. A long time. A Remember when his years. hair caught on fire in the Pepsi commercial? I think that was, the, that was the genesis of him becoming a reclusive, drug-addled weirdo. Yeah, for so, sure. So what happened with that? He was doing a commercial. As far as I remember, he was doing a Pepsi commercial with Alphonse from Silver Spoon. Oh, Alfonso? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> And there were like pyrotechnics, and he had a bunch of Jerry Girl in his hair at the time, and uh, like a spark got on, got landed on his head, and his head caught on fire, and he got a bunch of burns or something. But was it the Jerry Girl just ignited? I'm going to assume it was some <laughs> hair product, yeah. Um, so, and then he was like, I mean, people thought he was going to die for a while. It was just a major news event back at the time. I just don't think he ever fully recovered from that. And I think that That's was what also started the brain damage and the skin disease. And the and skin disease and the, the obsession with youth. Demerol and uh, yeah, the uh, pederasty. I think it was his dad, to tell you the truth. Well, I think, I mean, people always said, you know, well, Michael Jackson never had an adolescence. So he's trying to recapture these teenage years. I agree like, with that. Dude, he, he wasn't trying. He was trying to recapture or trying to capture some 
hairless uh, butthole. Some other kids' teenage <laughs> years or preteen years. You might be right there, but I do think his dad fucked him up by just treating him as a like money making venture now, when he was like eight years soulless. old or whatever. His dad is soulless. Even even at the BET thing, he was promoting his record label. I mean, the guy seriously. Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. About. He's an not to man. be confused with the white Joe Jackson, <laughs> who's the English pop star. So they're saying. Um, did you read the uh, the autopsy report? No. Hilarious. Bald and emaciated. Apparently his hair never grew back from the Pepsi file. <laughs> fire. Uh, Michael Jackson died weighing eight stones, one ounce, which is about 112 pounds. All right. Uh, with only pills in his stomach. <laughs> um, I guess he was bald, Protein pills? <laughs> Heroin pills. <laughs> Partially dissolved pills. I imagine it's probably Demerol or something. Yeah. His hips, thighs, and shoulders were pockmarked with needle wounds, believed to be the legacy of narcotic painkillers. Being injected three times a day. Yeah, he had a he had a team of doctors that would like administer painkillers. That's what I heard. He kind of reminds me of that guy uh, Mason Verger, I think his name was from a Hannibal movie, the was Gary, Oldman Gary Oldman character. character. Because <laughs> that character had the fucked up face because you know he'd sliced it off in a drug induced haze, and and Michael Jackson had a fucked up face because whatever his vanity. Because he paid millions of dollars to have it sliced off. Yeah. So, what, but I mean, are you saying, <laughs> hey, Clary? Do you think if we had a picture well, of, uh, of Gary, that Gary Oldman character, Michael Jackson, couldn't tell him apart? <laughs> I couldn't, at least. Twins. Yeah. So, uh, they said a second autopsy was carried out on his body at the request of the family, and they concluded that there had been no foul play. But, but, well, really, the, sec- what? The, the, the second autopsy. The second autopsy. Hmm. That's interesting. Because you think the family would pressure them into saying that there was some fucked up shit going on so they could get like, more insurance money. Or, or maybe what? they get more insurance money if it's a natural death. I don't know what the yeah, fuck's going sure. on. I'm not sure. Well, they said that Carry the star's on. ribs were broken from CPR and there were four injection sites near his heart where I guess they tried to pump adrenaline into the organ to restart it. So, yeah, they I do mean, that. They they might be able to get some kind of malpractice here thing going. I'm not sure. I think that they. I think what the family might be going for is if they can prove that it's a natural death, the insurance payout is probably much simpler than because if there's like some weird act of God, the insurance company might say, "Hey, we didn't know he was going to be injecting Demerol and all this bullshit. We're not paying anything." So because you, you know he had a gigantic life insurance policy. Oh yeah, I imagine it was massive. So I think they they might be pushing their second autopsy to say it was a natural heart attack. Well, I, I, I'm sure they're trying to suppress any kind of information, like revealing that he was a drug addict. Right. So what, speaking of which, what are they going to do? How much is the man worth? I heard he was like, wasn't he insolvent? Everybody always says that, that he, he, he was, owed cash up, poor, he was bankrupt. Or, but yeah, just that's just cash poor. I mean, he owns... <clears throat> The rights to all these Beatles songs, like maybe some Bee Gees songs, all of his own songs, that just every year as people buy these albums, as they're going to do it for all eternity until they get become common, uh, what do you call that? Maybe um, uh, where people can just, everyone has access Public to the domain. rights. Public, Public domain. Public domain. Yeah. They're just going to th- generate tons of money for somebody, and he owns well, did, that intellectual he property. He owns half of the Beatles catalog, right? And all of his own music. And some other bands, too, I remember. Which like, is just worth, I mean, an exorbitant amount of money. Right, right. So he might have been like, <clears throat> you know, at the end of a couple years, been in the negative, but, you know, if you let it go for a couple more years, you know, buy a bunch of extravagant, like, elephants or chimpanzees <laughs> or Ferris wheels or 17 houses in Bahrain, 
you'll pay off all your creditors and you'll be worth a shitload of money again, you know? Well, I heard that uh, his debts were somewhere around 200, 250 million dollars and he's worth... Which is peanuts. 500 million dollars. Yeah. So what, what's going to happen to the kids? Like, uh, I've, I've read something funny today. Like, They'll be taken care of for the rest but of the I've read something funny today. There's a custody dispute involving the... First of all, what confuses me, who is the biological mother? That white Or the chick. father. <laughs> Have you seen these kids? Yeah. There, there seriously is nothing about them African at all. Uh, I read that the, the re- they pretty much know who the mom is, right? Because they came out of her vagina or a C-section or whatever. Well, Deborah Rowe, I think, uh, birthed two of them. But then the, the second one, I think, who's, who Michael Tur- called uh, Blanket. I think blanket blanket blanket. Two? I think there's a Blanket 1 and a Blanket 2. Or is there a Prince Michael 1 Prince Michael 1, Prince Michael 2, and then, and then there's Blanket. And, okay. Uh, no, I think Prince Michael 2 is Blanket. Blanket <laughs> is confusing. the one that no one knows where he came from. I don't know if Michael Jackson like just shit the guy out. <laughs> I don't know if he, created, if he came from Michael Jackson's own body, like uh-huh. he kind of pulled like him Athena? out of himself or something. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Athena from Zeus? Yeah. I don't know either. I can't even speculate. But, but they don't even look black. They're, just, they're completely white. But I... I, I I could go on and on, but I, the point is, everybody wants custody of these kids because these kids are going to be the ones who inherit all this bullshit. Golden ticket. So, like, the dad's trying to get them, Michael Jackson's mom's trying to get them, the biological mom's trying to get them, and what I heard on the radio today is the will says the biological mom gets them, and if she's unfit to care or if she dies, they go to Diana Ross. <laughs> What? Why, <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's why what, Diana that's, Ross? I don't know. That's what I heard in the radio today. And I, my question is, does Diana Ross even want these kids? She's probably like, what the fuck? Like, what I'm not talking doing, about, bitch? Okay, who's third in line? Because I'm not taking your freaky ass fucking <laughs> Prince Michael blanket child. Your alien children. No, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised you'd even want that. But then she'd probably get a lot of money. I wonder what they're going to do with the uh, pedophile ranch. Neverland Ranch. Uh-huh. I, do you think they're going to turn into some Sell kind it of to Graceland? Nambla, I mean, <laughs> Nambla is probably bidding on it, but I don't think they're a very wealthy organization. I think Nambla definitely has plans for that. <laughs> I mean, I, I think there's like uh, Michael Jackson already like, you know, put the peepholes in the clubhouse. Yeah. And, uh, Maybe they could just squat and take adverse possession, you know? Just I think squatters, if you, right? If you squat there for 10 years, you can legally own it. I will, I will wager right now. What you have to pay the do, taxes, though, which I don't think Nambla could afford. Well, I think what they're going to do is they're going to make it into some kind of shrine. Uh-huh. Like, they're going to bury Michael Jackson there, and it's going to become this huge tourist attraction. Some- kind of like Auschwitz? <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> like this is where this is where all the Jews died, and this is where all the children were molested. It's going to be the American child molestation Auschwitz. Now you want to go get a Happy Meal at McDonald's? <laughs> but, uh, but there's a Ferris wheel, so it's more yeah. fun for kids. But no, I think what they're going to do is uh, some guy from like Bahrain, the Prince of Bahrain or whatever, is going to buy it, mm. and he's just going to make it into this like huge tourist attraction, a cash pot. Who owns Auschwitz? Because a lot of people go there every year. I mean, that's got to throw off some money. Yeah, but dude, the rides suck. <laughs> the rides suck. You go into this room, you get drenched with gasoline, <laughs> Cyclone B. Throw yeah, it in the bottom of a big pit. It's just, it's, it's such a buzzkill. It yeah, really is. Well. So, you know, I don't have much more to say about Michael Jackson other than the guy was a complete freak. At the end of his life, he um, had lived in like, he fled the country mm-hmm. after he was exonerated. And then he seemed to, co- I thought he was gone and then he seemed to just come back and nobody cared. Yeah, you know, he went to like Bahrain for a while, he was living in Ireland, he was living somewhere in a yeah. couple different places in Europe. Yeah, Ireland, you know, Catholic priest. Yeah, they're cool with the right right over there. The kitty fiddlings are right over there. But so no, he came back and then uh, I, I heard that they were planning on this to revamp his public image. 
and uh, resuscitate his career and basically bring him and basically bring him back. And so um, he was. They were planning on doing fifty shows in London. He what was going to get fuck? about a hundred million pounds for this contract of fifty million shows. Why f- or fifty shows in different venues around England or just in London? No, it's some uh, massive venue called the O2 Arena. So it would be the equivalent of like, uh, like the Oracle. What's the uh, fucking? The Oracle, what's the, the Titanic chick's name? Oh, Celine Dion. So she went to Vegas and just had an. Inst- she was like an installation at one of the things. She was like every night Celine Dion plays here. They're essentially doing the same thing. Because we have those freaky friends who, like, are really into some fucking band, like ISIS or whatever. And ISIS will come and play two shows in Berkeley. And and they'll be like, I'm going to both. Gotta go to both. Is somebody going to be like, I'm going to all 50 my MJ shows when they're in London? Dude, people are camping outside Neverland crying. (laughs) You know, building fucking Mylar balloon shrines. Yeah, I imagine they probably would be. But this this is my point on this is I blame Michael Jackson's death on the Limeys. Those demanding, snaggletooth ingrates. Yeah, they couldn't get by with 15 shows. They needed 50. What's wrong with 10 concerts? They have to demand 50 concerts. <laughs> I'll tell you what's wrong with They're one. They're insatiable, those <laughs> I'll people. tell you what's wrong with one Michael Jackson concert. <laughs> so he was kind of stressed out about it, and I think that kind of led to his increased drug use. I mean, he was even doing a, a uh, an exercise routine with Lou Ferrigno, his old trainer. Yeah. My girlfriend used to live... Right above the Michael Jackson impersonator who worked for court TV when he was on co- in court for, you know, some sort of diddling children, <laughs> and, uh, you know, because they can't film in court. So this guy would go on court TV and, and reenact all the court days. Did he look like Michael Jackson? Pretty much. Not exactly. But if you were like in, you know, a stadium and it was a stadium show, that guy could get out there. Why didn't Michael Jackson just say... Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna pay this guy a hundred thousand dollars, and he'll just a year, and he'll just do it for me. He'll love it. Yeah, I'm surprised. Well, I imagine if, was they, a very if smart they did guy. find out about it, you know, he I heard he couldn't even sing anymore. Like he was lip syncing. So the only thing he really did was just kind of all dance the more reason. Yeah, all the more reason just use an impersonator. Well, so all in all, like he he was a recluse, and people say he was. You know, a, a genius who just kind of got swallowed up by his own fame. Yeah. I think but, um, Quincy Jones was a genius. <laughs> the well, guy who arranged all those thriller songs and put all the tracks together. And I Michael think that's Jackson could good. just dance. Yeah. Basically. He's a good dancer. But so, no, people are comparing his uh, the end of his life to the tragic death of Elvis Presley. I can and see why. They're, well, they're saying they had a very similar career arc. But yeah. Got Michael Jackson. Hugely famous, hugely rich, and just super weird at the end. And just completely, uh, they were dis- disconnected from reality. But Elvis Presley weighed like 250 pounds, died eating a hoagie. Michael Jackson weighed like 112 <laughs> pounds. I think he was more like Howard Hughes. True. Remember True Howard enough. Hughes, the uh, master aviator? Yeah. Um, the, the Spruce Goose. The Spruce Goose, uh, the film maverick. Well, at the end of his career, I mean, this guy became a full-on recluse. He fucked away. Catherine Hepburn before he went nuts. Don't forget about that. He actually, he fucked quite a, he fucked like Betty Davis. He had like. Yeah, I don't, I never got Betty Davis. She sort of looks manly to me. I mean, he had a whole bevy, a whole gaggle. <laughs> Back of then, Hollywood yeah, it was probably a lot of cred. But dude, think baby. of the scratch. This guy had like millions. Uh-huh. He was like a gazillionaire, especially back then. Back then, the millions were worth billions today. But you know, I wonder if they would have had sex with him after he had been like um, hidden away in his screening room for more than four months, relieving himself in empty bottles and containers, saving his urine, not, not cutting, cutting his, his hair fingernails, or fingernails. Or, yeah, or his hair. Um, people thought he was just suffering a massive nervous breakdown, but I mean, it's similar to, uh, 
to Michael Jackson. I mean, right. Michael Jackson, you know, instead of not cutting his hair and not cutting his fingernails, was getting what? 15 different plastic surgeries to his nose. Yeah. Looking like a Sleeping skeleton. Sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> Diddling children. Diddling but uh, they're both severely addicted to codeine and uh, morphine. Um, they both more or less vanished from uh, public view. Uh, they both uh, didn't, didn't Michael Jackson one time surround himself just with black Muslims. Did he? Yeah, for a while, I think he was aligned with the Black Muslim Church. I don't remember that. Was it like a public enemy type thing, or he had like I, I don't know if they were Islam like soldiers around. To, I, I don't know if they were trying to give him security or if they were being confidants. He went he on a bit that big hole where th- kick where he'd always wear some type of fake uniform. I remember that. Yeah, it's like a, it's a military style yeah. uniform. Well, uh, Howard Hughes was only surrounded by uh, Mormons because they, he felt they were the only <laughs> people he considered trustworthy. It's the white people equivalent of uh, the Black Muslims. Dude, he Mormons. just liked their underwear. Yeah. And then uh, he was like at the end of his life up until 76 when he died. Uh, he lived in hotels in Beverly Hills, Boston, Vegas, Bahamas, uh, Vancouver, Canada, London, uh, Managua, Nicaragua. I mean, he just moved all over the world. Yeah. Just to try to escape uh, public scrutiny. And, and that's exactly what Michael Jackson did. So, you know, in closing, the thing I want to say about Michael Jackson is kind of a, a quote I read that Lester Bangs wrote about Elvis Presley when he died in 77. The famous punk rock journalist lester bangs lester bangs who named he coined the term punk rock really I didn't he's credited know that. for that um, okay he says i can guarantee you one thing we'll never agree on anything as we agreed on elvis and i think a lot of people feel the same way by, about michael jackson everyone agreed on that guy. <laughs> yeah i i agree but that whole statement is open to interpretation which is probably why it's so great well, everyone agreed. Like, we all agree that he was fucked up. We all agree that he had made some good music. We all agree that he poked little boys. We all agree that it's probably better that he's dead <laughs> for the world in general. Okay. Then. So, yeah, that, that's all I kind of wanted to say about Michael Jackson. I think the, the, the best part about him, uh, his, his passing, are uh, the jokes that are coming they're coming out from out of nowhere. You notice that on our forum, we have like six different threads yeah. of Michael Jackson jokes. Well, I just noticed on the internet in general, <laughs> the Michael Jackson jokes are coming out of the, the woodwork. Best the, one the I've e heard. woodwork. Best one I've heard is, uh, I heard he took an, uh, took an ambulance to the hospital. <laughs> an ambulance. An ambulance <laughs> to the hospital. That yeah, was pretty good. I don't really have a favorite. So. What I want to do here is I propose that we do a toast for all the dead celebrities who died in the month of June. Dude, June was a a busy month for celebrity. We haven't death. even talked about Billy Mays, and we don't have time to. Dude, David Carradine, Billy Mays, the uh, famous infomercial guy, uh, Farrah Fawcett, Dom DeLuise. Now, did Dom die in June? I believe yeah, so. He, no, what about, he died in what about uh, what's her name? Uh, the Golden Girl. Oh was yeah, B. Arthur. I'm not sure B. if Arthur. that was in May or June. Ed McMahon. <laughs> Michael Jackson uh, some old bitch from uh, that British show Are You Being Served just died today I she, but she died today though yeah so which leads me to my next point here I kind of hope July is as prolific as June because if we're lucky perhaps Paris Hilton and Jack Black might make the list I'll drink to that <laughs> I'm a fan of Jack Black don't speak ill of Jack Black <laughs> Kitty Fiddler uh, here's to Michael Jackson and all the other celebrities who died in June cheers chin chin so, uh, Wackerly, this is episode uh, 181 here, Sick and Wrong. God, that's horrible. What, what was that? Um, I don't want to preview the end of the show, but this is a gift from Duramater. And it's a King, King Cobra? Cobra malt liquor. Dude, I haven't We're doing drank, shots of King Cobra. I haven't drank King Cobra since, like, I think I was 16. 
I don't know if I've ever drank it. I've done the OE 800, but... Uh, I wonder if Doermater... Well, well, we'll get to that in the end. We'll Doermater actually gave us a huge package of a bunch of stuff, so we'll talk about the end. So this is episode 181 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, before we get into... Uh, the stories, I want to do a quick word from our sponsor. People, as you know, Sigarong is brought to you by adamandeve.com, our very generous sponsor. They got a special offer that's been going on ever since they started sponsoring us and probably is going to continue going on unless they give us a better offer. <laughs> so right now, you can go to adamandeve.com. You get 50% off any item. I'm talking dildos. I'm talking butt plugs. I'm talking pocket pussies, fleshlights, whatever you want to order. Porno movies, condoms. Porno I movies, mean, condoms. Yeah. Any sexual accessory is on the site. Satisfy any pervert out there. Yeah. Uh, you get 50% off any item when you type diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, Do they have order- any uh, 4th of July themed items? Because, you know, Independence Day is coming up. Maybe a red, white, and blue condom or dildo or... Maybe I some red, white, and blue titty tassels. I don't know if they have any <laughs> patriotic-inspired... Uh, titty tassels. I'm surprised they don't have uh, red, white, and blue titty tassels. Do they have titty tassels? What are, they, what are those called? Pasties? No. Pasties or something else. But okay. Similar, though. What if they had like a American flag pasties? Or like yeah. a bald eagle on it or something? I think I'm going to go check out the website after the show. People go check it out. I mean, you might actually have a really, really cool 4th of July then. Yeah. Once you get your... Uh, or your boyfriend will if you're yeah. a, a chick. Your, your patriotic theme. Or what if you get like a you know, red, white, and blue condom? She'll be, uh-huh. she'll be pleased by that visually. Yeah. Cock so, ring. You get 50% off just about any item when you type diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, for the order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. So get 50% off with offer code diddle at adamandeve.com. And support the show. Support the show. So, uh, quick recap, episode 180. Uh, Last week's show, Wackerly, I did a story about banjo battery. Uh, You did a story about Chinese head soup. And the listener sent in a story about a Jack Russell Terrier belt. Which I've heard is in vogue right now. Uh-huh. Uh, listener came it in. This is the fall fashion issue. Yeah, I, mean, I imagine. <laughs> but well, you know that the fall fashion issue is second wrong. Yeah, um, and vogue. So that's yeah, what I was um, <laughs> people don't send us a Jack Russell Terrier belt I, or I, that huge Vogue because it's enormous, and I don't want to carry it back from the yeah, PO I don't box. want that either. I don't revoke. So a listener came in a distant third with fifty-five votes. I came in a close second with one hundred twenty, and Wackerly, you took episode one eighty with your Chinese head soup story with yes! one hundred and twenty-three yeah! votes. Awesome, baby! You won. People, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wackerly and I come the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes, winner gets a case of beer. If a listener wins, you get a Sick and Wrong care package. You can send in your stories to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com or submit them directly through the forum. So, actually, as, uh, as we often do, um, we get all these uh, listener submissions. This week, we probably received about 50 stories. Mm-hmm. I was trying to go through. A lot of people were sending in the same stories. So I chose three of the top listener submissions here this week, and we'll present them all on the show. All right, then. So why don't you kick off episode 181 with the first listener submission. I, I don't even know who sent that one in. He says, hey, I'm a longtime listener. I just caught up with all the podcasts. It only took me two months. <laughs> Two months of listening to Sick and Wrong. The more shows we do, the crazier it gets that people can listen to them all in a very short period of time. But I guess if you listen to them at work or just walking around on 
on your iPod, I guess. Well, well actually, think about this. Fate worse than death. <clears throat> My voice, perpetually, all day, in your headphones, two months straight. Yeah, it is a fate worse than <laughs> death. Like, is that a question? or just like sticking I a screwdriver in your ear. Yeah. I, I don't know how they can do it. I don't know how they deal. He goes on to say, anyway, I thought this would make a good article for the show. I always wonder how it, I would take it if this happened to me. After having read the article myself, I'm, I'm making my own commentary now. This isn't what I wrote. I've never wondered what this would be like because I never thought it would happen to me. But I, but do, like, I, I do like these thought-provoking stories. Yeah, so. he's thought about it. You think there would be some clues, though. Uh, T-Bomb is his name. T-Bomb. Yeah. This story comes out of Russia. It's about a guy named Vladimir F., who is 33, and he's from Volgograd in Russia's Volga region. Um, he met a, a, a woman named Camilla during a trip to St. Petersburg. I guess when you're from Volgograd, going to St. Petersburg is like the big-time party town. Yeah, um, I imagine, like, what, what's that? Probably just one tiny little hamlet. Maybe there's, like, an oxen running around. Yeah. And that's what probably what they do. In St. Petersburg, they got, like, three cabs. Yeah. A stoplight. Yeah, but I mean, but I bet you in the one town, the entertainment is, like, they throw empty vodka bottles at the ox and maybe chase around <laughs> or kick it in the hindquarters. <laughs> yeah. Whereas in St. Petersburg, they probably have two ox. Right, so when the one dies from being yeah. bludgeoned with a vodka bottle, <laughs> your entertainment can go you on. You got another one. Yeah. Um, well, you know, he met this girl named Camilla, uh, this charming young woman, three years his junior, so he was like 32, she was 29, she caught his attention, uh, she returned with him to Volgograd and they started dating, I guess she was maybe also from his fucking dirt ass <laughs> backwoods town. She was probably familiar with the ox throwing yeah, leisure yeah. activity. That's how they hooked up, he was like, you know that ox? <laughs> and she's like, I know that ox. Hey, give yeah, me vodka, yeah, eh? we like the ox together. And, um... They started dating, and they soon moved in together back in the, the one ox town. <laughs> Camilla would not talk too much about her past life, but that never bothered her boyfriend. I never want to hear about my girlfriend's past life. Actually, sometimes to a fault, they like they criticize me for it. Like, because they feel you don't care at all? I just don't ask all. questions. And I'm like, they're like, why don't you ever ask me about I don't care. I don't because I don't care. So how's it going? <laughs> you, don't, you don't even know your girlfriend's middle name. What are you talking about? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I'm surprised. I'm not going to say it. Don't drag it out of me. Um, two years later, Vladimir proposed, but was rejected. Whoa. Living together. That's always weird when you're living with a chick and you ask her to marry you and she's like, no. I'm liking this right now where like you pay the rent and buy all the food and... Well, I, so this what, is good. At that point, <laughs> at that point, what do you do? Do you just break up? Is that a breakup, or do you just say, no, "Okay, well, just, then I guess uh, we'll just continue as well, is"? Here's the response: It's not never like you I, mind. She didn't say I'll never Carry marry on. you. She said she was not ready for such a serious step and needed more time. What the hell? They they, they live in the same uh, yeah. uh, apartment. Well, that's what she's saying: is I need you to go on paying for all the shit and uh, me just not being married to you and being able to leave at any time and not it's having to get knocked digging up. Gold Russian bitches. I don't know. I'm editorializing. Okay. Okay, um, so this made him kind of suspicious. She, he, the guy thought like maybe she's got somebody on the side or something, and she's just playing me for free rent and food, room and board, as it were. I wonder, um, did she give an excuse? She just said, "Nah, just um, at this time." She I said she was, ready. wasn't ready for a serious step. I needed more time. I mean, that's enough of an excuse. What are you going to beat it out of her at that point, <laughs> Mister D. Simon? You better give me a real reason <laughs> right now. I demand an explanation. <laughs> You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Marry me now, <laughs> or I'll kick your fucking teeth in. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's called the pimp hand, Wackerly. 
It's One day the you'll psych- learn. Psychopath, uh, Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> Actually, One day you'll learn, young pad one. I think pimps have a lot more <laughs> psychological finesse than <laughs> scaring the living shit out of the girl. But uh, no, he didn't do that. He, but he did break into her mailbox to see if she was cheating on him. I guess they had separate mailboxes even though they lived together, which is very forward thinking if that's the way they work things in Russia. Yeah, no, but what's interesting that about would be that, great. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't break into her email because I don't no. think they have computers. So he actually broke Don- into Donkey her, mail? Yeah. Ox mail? <laughs> he broke into the mailbox. It's like five miles away from their home. Right. Trudged through the snow. And what he was he looking for a love letter? He looked at her smoke signals across the hill <laughs> instead of his. He glanced over, which is a faux pas. You know, in that primitive culture. He suspected she was throwing empty vodka bottles with another man at the auction. (laughs) With a note in it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's looking at her mail. He found no traces of infidelity, but was shocked to find out that many of Camilla's correspondents addressed her as, listen to this, Carol. 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 K-I-R-I-L-L means nothing to me. Carol. Okay. You know, but if I guess if you're Russian, that's a man's name. Uh, so she was getting mail for some man? No. The woman turned out to be a transsexual. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you jump to the most, you know, clear path to this guy not, you know, fucking a transsexual. Though. Yeah, but, but dude, you it know, just speaks it, to the optimistic thinking of a dude who's living with a chick who doesn't. Uh, that was just very chick. anticlimactic. I was, yeah. you know, I, I could understand the twist, but you know, it just it just surprises me. So, so he he went on to browse through her letters and found out that uh, several years before they met, she traveled to, and I'm not misspeaking, not Austria, but Australia for transgender surgery and became a woman. Um, then changed her papers to become one legally as well in their uh, home area of Volgograd, Russia. Yeah, I'm I'm no expert in sex change operations, but uh-huh. I think Australia would be the last place I would go to have my dick lopped off <laughs> and mold into a vagina. Some drunken Australian on Fosters uh-huh. with a meat cleaver. There's no way I'm going to do that. Right, but the beaches and the shrimps on the Barbie and the Fosters yourself you could drink. I mean, would... I don't know. I'd rather get it's a all title. about I'd price. I mean, title. people price shop. You know, yeah. Austrian yeah. Austrian uh, dick chopping is probably pretty expensive because they're the best. I bet you an Aborigine uses a boomerang or a machete. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I'm almost at the end here. But what? what okay, thought experiment. It, in this situation, you find yourself. D. What do you do? How long have they been you, together? Two years. Two years. He proposed to her. Obviously, she's he's deeply he's in 33. love. Thirty-three. She's probably. Uh, 30 at this point he's deeply he's in deep, love well he's deeply he in love he's asked her to marry him she said no he freaks out goes through freaks out enough to go through her mail physical mail because they don't have text messaging or fucking email or anything and finds out i think she's a dude so i guess the first thing i'd probably do would uh, go get a couple Brillo pads and just really scrub the skin off my dick. Now, <laughs> just the head, the tip, or all the ball and groin area? The groin entire area? groin region yeah. I, I would Maybe try all, to clean. Maybe belly button um, to knees, I would do. Yeah, no, I would definitely do that. The and crying then, game thing. The in sec- the shower, crying. I mean, I guess the fact of the matter is, does she really, I mean, does she have a mustache? 
Like, did, did, is there? I mean, is it what, obvious I mean, what, that he what should have known? What woman doesn't have a mustache? <laughs> that's maybe a better question. Yeah, she has a mustache, but that doesn't mean anything. I would be upset. I would feel that I was deceived. It's deceitful. She, why wouldn't she come clean and tell me, hey, you know, I used to have a dick and I went to Australia. Well, let's not, okay, let's cut this short. Let's not talk about how you would feel. Let's talk about what action you would take. Would you just kick her out and move on or what? I'm a sensible fellow. I think I would go back and be like, you lying, cheating whore. You, you tell used her me, woman. Yeah. You used You'd me. You tell her And then I'd be gone. Yeah. Would you paint a scarlet letter on her, like a big T? <laughs> and push, <laughs> her, push her. Yeah, push her on the street. I would. What would you do, Wacker? I would put her in the stirrups and get a close look at this vagina that I've been fucking and be like, <laughs> that is not, with a magnifying glass, and be like, this is a fake vagina? Those Australians do incredible work because I never <laughs> could tell. And like, I mean, maybe you had a lot of anal, but I would, I would just be like, I can't believe this is a fake vagina. Yeah, or maybe I it was mean, the first chick you ever fucked and been like, well, if this is a fake vagina, real vaginas must be awesome. You know, I would really get in there and examine this false vagine. But dude, think about it, though. Think about it. this is Russia we're talking about. This the the USSR, former USSR. Right. This guy. Probably had been used to fucking raccoons and oxen and whatever kind of other, you know, animal Not life. transgender oxen. Though. No, but I mean, so, <laughs> so compared oxen. to an animal vagine, her vagine probably, you know, felt a little bit better. It's not self-lubricating. It's the hole that somebody poked in her body with a fucking scalpel. Well, yeah, let's, get, let's get I, to I the end. I would definitely of it. check it out. Well, so what what, what what Vladimir shot her in the face, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's how they do it in Russia. You know, no, knowing Putin... You could expect as much. Not my reaction, but I can see where he's coming from. But here's the thing that's even it, another twist. I would think he shot her in the face in anger, but no, he shot her in the face with, you know, in despairing heartbreak because after he did that, he wrote a goodbye note and uh, cut both his wrists open, but survived and he's now on trial. So the cops found him, probably heard the gunshot, oh. came to the scene. And found him with his blood pouring out of his arms. They bandaged him up and cut, took him and to custody. And then they realized what happened. He is now in the pre-trial detention center, which I can imagine is not very pleasant. So do you think the fact that she used to have a penis is like a mitigating circumstance here for this murder trial? Um, I don't know what the Russian justice is. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure You're usually the... pretty good at speculating about foreign justice systems. I mean, you, you informed me about the giant boot and <laughs> yeah, the that's, Australian that's Australia, uh, but... thing. Can you tell me? I mean, what do you think? Knowing that you really don't know. Can I, you... I don't really know how Russia operates. I, I assume imagine... there's lots of bonging vodka. Or... I picture a lot of bonging vodka, and I picture Dolph Lundgren being involved in some way. Right. Just at least, out. Maybe, if he's not, if he, maybe if he's not there, he's in the spirit of Dolph of is Dolph, invoked. Yeah. They have a big cardboard cutout. And, and you're probably broken somehow. Yeah. That, that's kind of what I see. Yeah, or, or something. I mean, I, I, I see Dolph Lundgren, Drago, coming out and doing something. Yes. But with this situation, I, I wonder if like the, the lawyer's defense is like, she had a dick. Yeah. What are you going to do? She had a dick. And then the jury's like, yeah, I guess she did have a dick. <laughs> she had a dick. So Free to go. On the sick and wrong star scale, she had a dick. She did have a dick. She had a dick. Um, I'm going to have to, like, I, it's not that I agree with a guy. I don't ap- empathize with a guy. I, you how, know, do you, how do you keep him from going and trying to kill himself again? Well, that, I, I, I just don't understand. I think you should he, introduce him to that hairdresser who uh, raped the dude. Raped the, the guy. No, I think the they'd furry be a good, a good couple here. Yeah. But the fact that he loved this woman so much and then was completely and utterly betrayed, I guess, right. in his mind. Yeah. wasn't a woman. 
And it, it turned out that it was a man and he'd been fucking this man-made vagina uh-huh. for so long. Man-made I, and man-possessed vagina. Man-possessed. I'm going to have to give this a 4.5. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 4.5 just for the, the tragic heartache of it all. It's like... It's, like, it's uh, very touching. This should Romeo be a, and Juliet. This could be, be this Shakespearean could be a romance play. This, this could be a movie. At least a sonnet. About so, a dude with a dick who gets cut <laughs> off and then falls in love with somebody that's else. That's involved a lot of vodka and Dolph Lundgren in some way. So uh, listener number two here, Gareth... Which I didn't even know people were really named Gareth. I thought it was only in the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I didn't, I didn't even know. I think it might be a common English name. Wow. Gareth. Poor guy. Uh, Gareth writes in, Hey, D, did your dad use nail clippers on you? Love the show. Cheers, mates. And what he's I assume he did. To, I mean... Yeah, well, what he's referring to is a man used nail clippers in a do-it-yourself circumcision. <laughs> Ooh, sounds rough. So not only did your dad let your nails grow to extreme lengths, but he never <laughs> circumcised you with a nail clipper. <laughs> like many holidays. My dad just used hedge clippers. Uh-huh. Um, but no, so this happened in uh, Stevenage, Hertfordshire, which I imagine is somewhere in the UK. I don't. I think that... it's in Australia. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's wanna, in Mexico. I'm not going to be too specific because I don't want a barrage of hateful emails coming my way because I really don't care where this town is. Our listeners care so much about geography. It's it's like it's my, pride, dude. It's like my eighth grade geography teacher times ten coming back to haunt me, dude. He's flipping in his grave every time we mess <clears> up the name of a country or the location. Yeah, it was a she, and it was funny because uh, I think her name was Mrs. Powell, Miss Powell, and she was actually shaped like a globe, <laughs> completely <laughs> spherical. You could have painted the you know all the continents on her body, and maybe it would have been a better learning. Experience. Could you spin around? Yeah. Both ways, around <laughs> and up, over, over, like somersaulting. She was completely spherical. Well, I think she would be chagrined to hear how uh, you butcher the names of all these countries and right. don't where even know where they are. New South, North Hampshire, or something. Stevenage, Hertfordshire, Hertfordshire is where Hertfordshire, this okay. is. So the young man had to be rushed to Lister Hospital. Uh, the wound was immediately disinfected to cleanse it before he was given a bed in an observation ward. What I wonder is how exactly do you go about Cutting off your foreskin with nail clippers. This, like, I can understand if you're an infant because your foreskin's only, you know, a couple, you know, four or five centimeters wide. Right. Whereas this is a, you know, this guy's like 16 years old. He's 16. Oh, it's not. Oh. He's no, 16? He's a, I thought you were going to say he was like 53 or something. 16 years old, this he's wow. a young man, this kid. Really and, uh, self-conscious about the foreskin. But I thought in England everyone has foreskins. That's what I thought, too. He probably had sex with that, like the one Jewish girl that lives over there. You know how some chicks get very self-conscious about their labia because it like hangs too droopy? I think people have similar issues with foreskins. There are those that have foreskins. I don't have one, so I don't know. Well, no, I'm, you, know what, you know what the thing is? I bet... It's, it's it's interesting to me. Jewish girls can be some of the most like spiteful women you've ever met. Yeah, they they really can be. They, I they, believe you. <laughs> they harbor a grudge. They're very open minded and they're very sharp tongued. Yes, so, I've met your sister. Yeah, this snake tongued woman, very similar to the woman who basically started Nazism by um you know by uh, deflecting Hitler's 
Yes. Um, Hitler's uh, I think there were, uh, I don't overtures. think there was one. I think there was multiples, but, but let's, Hitler let's group were, but, them all together. But Hitler the archetypical was, Hitler snubbing Jewess. Yeah, Jewess. So, you know, this this woman is obviously some foreskin snubbing Jewess, and she probably ridiculed his, his, his foreskin and uh, his heathen dog penis. And so he, you know, overcome with embarrassment, went home and... I don't know why he chose nail clippers. Do you think he did it in sections? Like it's scalloped? <laughs> because that's the question. Is it the fingernail clippers? or Because the, the toenail the clipper toenail is straight across. That would have yeah. been a better thing. Or maybe scissors. Dude, don't you think that they would bleed profusely? I just... It's kind of... I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, this is a question for your dad. I don't know the ins and outs of cutting off the tip of somebody's dick. You know, if we had more time, I would have called my dad. And they don't asked use him. Anis, They don't like use Novocaine on an infant, do they? Yeah, but no, they just my, cut it off. No, my dad said they give him like a shot of Jack Daniels or something. Yeah, like a Manischewitz. shot of Manischewitz. <laughs> like they give him a shot of wine, and it kind of like you know that the, the kid's sort of inebriated. But they're not doing that in the hospital. I mean, in America, most kids, at least of my generation. Non-Jewish kids were circumcised at the hospital. It's not even a religious thing. For some reason, it was a big fad. Well, I think it. Yeah, I think. I think the fad is dying now, but uh, no, I think. Yeah, I think uh, more kids are being uncircumcised now because I mean, I I don't really think there is much of a reason for it other than dogmatic religion. (laughs) This is all boring and will be cut out. So fuck you, listeners. Uh, So uh, the medic said here, this is something we would advise men never to attempt. The results can be quite horrific, long-lasting, and have quite an effect on a man's sexual performance. <laughs> Four out of five doctors do not recommend do-yourself circumcision. I want to talk to the one who does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm golfing, so just do it yourself and uh, take some aspirin. <laughs> Using a pair of nail clippers must have caused excruciating pain, even if he had a few drinks beforehand. I imagine this guy knocked back a few pints of uh, Stella before he attempted this. Because he's in Australia. No, he's in uh, Hertzford, sure. Yeah, but why would he have... Oh, Stella, sorry. Stella. I'm confusing Stella with Fosters. What, dude, if you're... If your Not only is my geography teacher, teacher going to be pissed off, <laughs> my beer studies teacher from ninth grade is going to be pissed off now. God damn it. Beer studies class. You went to a cool school. So mm-hmm. on the sick and wrong star scale, one to five stars here, do-it-yourself circumcision ranks pretty high in my book because anything that involves your willy... Definitely hits home. I'm going to have to give this a 4.65. 4.75. My cock and balls are retracted 4.9 centimeters into my body cavity, so I'm going to give it a 4.9. 4.9. That's yeah. a, definitely a high score. Sure. Third story here was sent in by Mary. She said, French people suck. They really do. Do we have any French fans? I don't think so. No, there's a French guy that listens to the show. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he sucks, but I know. I bet you I would be willing to wager uh, dollars to donuts that Mary's English. Because don't the English hate the French? Pretty and much, And vice versa. Yeah. The there's hate a historical the hatred. I, I don't think it's really grounded in any type of reality, but back from like the 1700s, they really were at, going at it. Yeah, because they used to like, thumb their nose to each other and fart in their general direction. I mean, Well, that was even old. That was like the 1500s, right? Yeah. No, I think it's a... It's, it's, a An ancient rivalry. Century-old rivalry here. Centuries. Uh, teenager jumps to her death from the Eiffel Tower, crashing onto the roof of a packed restaurant 180 feet below. 
Teenage... Is that the top of the Eiffel? How tall is the Eiffel Tower? You've, you've been there, right? It's a... Uh, you know, I'm not quite sure how... Yes. It was the tallest structure I was for a there, long time. I was there, but uh, we didn't want to wait in line. We were too hungover to wait in line to climb and up it. high on fucking hallucinogens. Ecstasy. We did a lot of ecstasy <laughs> when we were in Europe. I was 22. You know, we, we didn't actually uh, do anything. The only that's one of my favorite things about Americans is they always do the mid-college, early college. Like, well, just let's say college. Uh, the college Europe tour, and then the whole time they're over there, they just do drugs, which you could just save a lot of money and stay home and do drugs and have pretty much the same experience. We did nothing cultural. <laughs> we went from Amsterdam to Paris to Barcelona, yeah. and we just did a lot of drugs, shagged a lot of chicks, and smoked a lot of cigarettes, and that's about it. Yeah. The, the only thing we did that was even remotely cultural is we went to... Anna Frank's house, uh-huh. and we got kicked out for <laughs> you know where it's cheap? Unruly. You know where it's cheap is Toledo. Not Toledo, Spain. Toledo, Ohio. Ohio. And they have hallucinogens. <laughs> they have cigarettes and alcohol and hotels there, too. And bars. Do they have Anne Frank's house? No, but you got kicked out. So who cares? <laughs> we, la- <laughs> we lasted a whole, like, ten minutes I'm gonna, I'm going to open up the Anne Frank Memorial of Toledo, Ohio, just so college kids can come there. I'll kick them out or whatever, and, you know, I'll sell cheap booze and cigarettes in the back. See how long you'd last in Anna Frank's house and a without handful cracking of mushrooms. Up. <laughs> yeah, without laughing your ass need, off. I wouldn't even need the mushrooms, seriously. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> it was bad. So uh, Teenage Tourist here has leapt to her death from the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Uh, she crashed onto the roof of a packed restaurant 180 feet below. She was 18 years old. She jumped from a second-story tier. So she wasn't even at the she top wasn't at of the, the top. thing. The top must be 900 feet or something. I have no idea, but it's definitely a very tall structure. Uh-huh. Um, we can agree on that. It's tall. It's tall. <laughs> her brother uh, frantically tried to stop her. Diners on the tower's 170-foot high first floor heard her smash into the plastic roof of the restaurant which is called Altitude 95, which is only about five feet above their heads. Mm-hmm. So these people are just sitting there eating their croissants and... Escargot. Escargot. Uh-huh. And, Baguette. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it's like, bam, the girl hits a plastic roof and doesn't smash through it. Because it's safety glass. Safety glass. I guess she cracked it, though. A waiter said after the tragedy this past Thursday, it was a shocking moment. He said the smashing noise was like a bomb going off as the roof cracked. Then everyone there very quickly realized what had happened. But instead of uh, you know freaking out in a mass hysteria or panic ensuing, which you'd think would happen here in this country, uh-huh. the most bizarre thing was most of the customers just carried on eating. <laughs> and uh, I have no idea why they did that. Well, it's not even talking about panic, just respect. Like, you know what? I'm not just going to sit here and enjoy a meal when some girl just committed suicide off the the Eiffel Tower. Dude, what? First of all, what insouciance? Seriously. What complete indifference that the French have? Obtuseness? No, they're, dude, they're completely <laughs> indifferent. They, they're so self-absorbed right, in their own world that they don't even... They, they look up and they see a woman smashed to pieces, like splattered on the roof above them. They're like, hey, oui, oui, they give me the big baguette. And, uh, <laughs> let me continue eating my escargot. I think the first word you use, the insouciance, because it's almost like they're proud to notice it and then, and then <laughs> disregard it. Disregard it. Disregard it. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they don't even care. Self-absorbed yeah, twats. That's what they are. I mean, seriously, when the Nazis invaded France... What do they do? They just kind of bend over and be like, fuck me in the ass. Uh, take our Jews. We don't care. I don't know if that's true. I think they the, did, too. I think the French kicked some uh, German ass here and yeah. there. 
Yeah, well, but okay. But what, what name? Can you even name a single skirmish? I can't name a single skirmish in the entire World War II or anymore. So don't just don't even go there. Dude, I think the right. French get a bad rap for being weak. I don't think they're weak, but I do think they're assholes. Okay, I, I think people should focus on the fact that they're assholes, not the fact that they're somehow pussies. Okay, all right. We, I mean, this shit, we, was, I shit was bad, like this. Verdun and French warfare and gas and all that shit. I mean, it was bad. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they made much of a stand, but then again, I'm Jewish, <laughs> so I'm biased. Police said the girl's 25-year-old brother had fan- frantically tried to stop her. Apparently not uh, good enough, but uh, she had jumped before he could reach her. Now, was she on the family vacation? Because I've been on a family vacation, and I've wanted to kill myself, <laughs> so I kind of understand. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I can kind of empathize with with uh, her on this. I mean, I, I've been, you know, even when I was in Europe with my father just a couple of years ago. Right. And that's I was just contemplating and jumping and off the cruise ship. Yeah, Imagine, was, like, all the siblings and your... Oh, my sister, yeah. my brother. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude, I would have jumped off the Eiffel Tower, too. A spokesman added that the brother watched her leap over the railing and vanish. Uh, at this point, they have no idea of what drove her to the tragic act. I assume, family I agree vacation. with Wackerly, that was a family vacation. <laughs> her brother is in a state of extreme shock and has been taken to the hospital for treatment. He was so horrified at what he saw that he could not even tell them his name. Uh-huh. Uh, the, an Eiffel Tower spokesman, that's a great job, yeah. said increased security and netting had cut suicides from the tower to only four a year. That's impressive. Why didn't it catch this one? I don't know, maybe, maybe the nets are like further, further up the tower. Sure, okay. But you know, it's interesting to me that we have, what, X amount of deaths off the Golden Gate Bridge? Way more than four. Way more than four. Like a hundred like, a year is You think if we had netting? They want to put netting up, but uh, you know, there's always some asshole in San Francisco who never... Here, here's a signature San Francisco person. Nothing can change, man. I've lived here since 1960. And if anything changes, it's like you're just changing the character of the air. You're just a... What, what is their problem? You Nothing know, can ever change here. I kind of agree. It's for provincial. Argu- for argument's sake, though, I kind of agree with them about not putting netting under the Golden Gate Bridge. If someone <laughs> wants to kill themselves, let them do it. Who cares? I don't want that person to live. I agree with that. I agree with that. Let them but, go. But it's the same people... Who on other issues I don't agree with. Yeah. So on the sick and wrong star scale, Wackerly, this um, what I find the most sick and wrong aspect is the fact that this woman splattered on the plastic roof only five feet above the French diners. That's pretty crazy. I was thinking it was like 20 feet. Five, five feet five above feet them. Insane. And uh, they continued eating. Right. Such indifference. Was she French? She's Brazilian. <laughs> Such indifference. I'm giving it a five star. Hmm. Did her pants burst open? You could see her Brazilian? <laughs> that guy might be appetizing. Damn, Would that I'm increase hungry. the score? Yeah. No, I give it a 4.5. Yeah. All Damn. right. Well, and it's because of the French reaction. It's not because she jumped to her death. No, I mean, suicides happen all the time. It's just Assholes. the reaction to me. Bastards. Um, so, people, we invite you to go vote. You can decide who won episode 181. Just go vote. Sickerwrongpodcast.com. <laughs> Well, this is Jim Rose of the Jim Rose Circus, and uh, before I put my face in broken glass and let somebody stomp on the back of my head, I have to listen to Sick and Wrong.
Wackily, we are nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we get to phone calls the Sick or Wrong Hotline. People, you can call the Sick or Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846, or you can email us at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Real quick, quick word from our sponsor. People, if you haven't already bought a dildo this year, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Seriously, what are you waiting for? Just go. Just go. Go buy a dildo. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like you can put it off, you can put it off, or you could just go do it. Seriously, I mean, you're using Carpe the cucumber diem. and the hammer and the mop handle. And all that shit is, it's, A, unsanitary. It's barber. B, it's is annoying the shit out of your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Buy you, a real dildo. I mean, could you imagine Papa coming home and his hammer sticking to his hand? With just disgusting. vaginal juices or, it's, it's, it's you know, disgusting. ass juices, which is even worse. So come on, just pony up a little cash. Go to adamneve.com, 50% off any item, and you type in diddle for the offer code coupon checkout. That's and you, D- only, you only D- get D- so many D-L-E. orgasms in your life, and they may as well all be pretty good. Not, ma- not some half-ass, like, well, I used this uh, big, fat Sharpie marker, and I kind of got off, sort of. Exactly. It's like, doing <laughs> plus with the order of 17 or more we'll throw in a free gift get 50 percent off with offer code diddle adamandeve.com or actually i know we got a number of phone calls and we had it was difficult to actually pare down these calls and only choose it's the getting few more difficult every week and we we got a lot of good calls there's some great listeners so uh why, why don't we uh play call number one hey guys this is Teresa from ohio i uh, just wanted to tell you a little story about something that happened to me actually it was a couple years ago um, I was having sex with my boyfriend, doggy style, which is my favorite position. Hot. And he pulled out and shot his load all over my back, and a lot of it got in my hair, which has never happened to me before or since then. So anyways, he, we're done. He goes downstairs, and I go in the bathroom and try to get it out, wash it out, and comb it out. And I had to go somewhere, so I didn't really have time. That guy rules. He just so totally pulls out, blows his load all over his back. He's like, I'm out. Goes downstairs. Goes downstairs, watch TV. Great. I, I would have done the same I thing. I have, have time to wash my hair. So I walk downstairs, and I'm still kind of looking down at my hair, trying to get this mess out. And I say to him, like, I didn't even look up, but I just knew he was down there, and I say to him really loudly, you fucking blew your load all over my hair. It's sticky. I'm never going to get this out. And I look up, and both of his parents are standing there. They decided to stop by and visit us, surprise <laughs> visit. And needless to say, that was the most embarrassing moment of my life. But, uh, yeah, so I just ordered a vibrator from adamandeve.com a couple days ago, and I should get that in a few days, and I'll let you know how that works out. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, Also, I guess you guys went to Michigan, and my boyfriend wanted me to tell you guys to blow glue. All right, (laughs) see you guys. Bye. Must be it out. I think Blow Blue. Oh, probably blow an blue. Ohio State University alumni. Oh, enemy. Definitely. So that's kind of hot. So she bought a vibrator from uh, adamandeve.com. And, I, I, you know, I want to encourage... Actually, I want to encourage anyone who's bought a sex toy from adamandeve.com to call in and give us a review. Because we're supposed to be doing product reviews. Uh-huh. And that I, was a I, review. <laughs> yeah, no, so I, I want to hear this. So, Teresa, please call back and let us know the... I guess efficacy of this vibrator. So how many orgasms you had? How often you use it? Did you dump your boyfriend? Yeah. We want to know these details here. Well, vibrators from Adam and Eve don't blow their load in your hair. Yeah. Number one. And number two, they don't have parents. Much cleaner. Unless you buy the special model. <laughs> that's specially designed to blow its load on your hair. So what's kind of funny about this 
Don't you think most girls would take a shower and wash the cum out of their hair? Like I like I imagine most anyone like except for maybe like my brother. Like my brother <laughs> would probably go to his bar with a load of cum in his hair because he'd make a badge more money. Of honor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like he'd probably make some more in tips or something. But don't you think most girls would would wash it out of their hair? Cuz I I've seen there's something about Mary it sticks up in funny positions. Yeah. I don't know. It's got to ruin a hairstyle. <laughs> or I don't maybe know. makes one. You know, I wonder, like but you know what? what do, how do you think she kind of saved that situation? What do you think she said to the parents? Like, oh, I'm just joking. I was trying to think the same thing. Like, what could you... I, I was talking about a load of laundry that you <laughs> threw at my head or something. I, I don't know. I, I don't think the situation was saved. I think it's just one of those awkward silences and then... The conversation moves on. <laughs> if you ask me, but you know what? I bet you the, the story rears its ugly head every holiday. Christmas dinner. Yeah. Once everyone's drank, like, you know, copious amounts of eggnog. First thing that comes up, do you remember that one time you had cum in the back of your hair? <laughs> remember that? The ridiculous uncle put some eggnog in his hair and said, <laughs> what does this remind you of? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Teresa. We're looking forward to the product review. What's uh, call number two? Let's see. Gentlemen, this is Brad Impaler. Tragedy, nice. travesty, death of Michael Jackson. Oh, God. My girlfriend said he's, now he's up in heaven with all the children he can eat. And I said he's down in hell surrounded by supermodels and his skin is the deepest ebony. Oh, sweet Jesus. Gentlemen, have a nice day. <laughs> Short and sweet. Uh-huh. That's what I love about Brad the Impaler. So, what do so, you think? So there's he- some- in heaven, surrounded by small boys with his pale, pale skin, or in hell... Looking very dark, like Wesley Snipes, surrounded by supermodels. <laughs> I'd like to think he's in hell right now. Column B. Yeah, that's that's what I'd like to think. Definitely. But th- but th- thank you for the uh, the pathos there, Brad the Impaler. Gentlemen. <laughs> Gentlemen. Uh, well, what's the third call? Sick and wrong. This is Gary, the uh, Austin Street Sweeper truck driver. I called y'all last week. I think I was fairly drunk off Lord Tab and Wild Turkey. <laughs> Wait, but, uh, what? I just want to thank y'all. What did he say? Lore tab? I understood Wild Turkey. I don't. The other beer, I don't get. Lore tab. I thought they drank uh, Lone Star down there. I'm thinking Lore tab's kind of like a Robitussin. It sounds like a Dr. Seuss beer. <laughs> the, Lo- the Lorax beer or something? Yeah, I don't know what Lore tab is, but I think he was mixing Robitussin with beer, which is an yeah. interesting combination. Those mini tab sort of truck driver speed things, maybe? Something. Thank y'all for putting out a good podcast. I'm in the middle of a really ugly divorce, uh, cheating cunt, fucking money grubbing bitch of a soon to be ex wife, breaking my balls over custody. So uh, I went ahead and got an iPod to listen to like really angry shit, like suicidal tendency when I was younger. And uh, y'all just crack me the fuck up. Y'all make the day go by. So I appreciate that shit. And uh, I, I think it's great that we're actually helping him deal with this uh, this agony now and he's not going to murder his wife yet it's the humor yeah yet <laughs> I imagine when, when we when we put out that one shitty show that he's like alright she's done I'm she's dead a, now I'm getting a sawed off shotgun maybe we should recommend some other shows to him so we can take a break <laughs> and have a clear conscience diversions that's what he needs right now yeah mediocre killer spoons <laughs> yeah good podcast <laughs> Well, not purpose. He was near a dumpster, and I was sweeping the little 
broom bird there. And the broom caught him and hooked him up and slung him up underneath the deck of the truck. And I didn't... <laughs> how, did he, how did he know this body was dead before he ran over it with his street sweeping truck? That's yeah. what I want to know. I was about to well, say. Well, it's dead now. Well, I mean, I'm going to assume it was dead before. <laughs> what did he just run over a homeless guy with a street sweeper? He says a homeless corpse, but I wonder. Yeah. I didn't really notice it until I see, look down at the mirror and see some legs sticking out beside the uh, bottom part of the deck that picks up all the trash. And, and, and corpses. <laughs> and corpses. <laughs> what is he looking at? While he's well, Isn't that his whole job is to watch out for people and foreign <laughs> objects that shouldn't go in a street sweeper? Dude, he was probably stoned out of his gourd. Yeah. And he ran over some white trash. Once again, with the lower tab, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but I, I'm glad he's taking his mind off of some matters. Yeah, good luck with the divorce, man. I hope it works out for you. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, don't you think uh, street sweepers are a prize for most ladies? Yes, I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a steady. It's steady work, and the guy's out of the house from like the you know yeah you, wee hours of the morning. You think most women would be like, "Sweet, I'm dating a street sweeper. This is or I'm married to a street sweeper. This is great. Steady income, and uh, he's yeah he's gone for most of the time." But then again, he also has plenty of hours to ruminate about how much of a stupid bitch his ex-wife is. That's true. So she should be wary. Maybe, um, I don't know. I mean, uh, she might be the next corpse that's being swept under the uh, street sweeper. Mm-hmm. He, has a, he has a reliable way to dispose of bodies. <laughs> Dude, this almost could be a great Stephen King movie. What was the, what was the Stephen King movie with the truck? That was possessed. Maximum could, Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. I kind of see the same thing. And or wish. Christine is kind of also. Along yeah, the same Christine lines. is very similar. I, I I kind of see this movie called The Sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> this next call is a direct response to our subject matter last week or a couple week in, weeks ago about um, the recession affecting prostitutes. Apparently, the recession is affecting other black market areas. So. drug dealer for years now this year has been the worst fucking year so far nobody has money to buy drugs and I'm not kidding here nobody fucking has money to buy drugs I'm charging like half price at least for my drugs and even then I, I, mean, I have to do that shit to even make a fucking living right now <laughs> I really feel for this so, guy uh, I'm, just, I'm just calling to you know, advertise, beg people, please, please buy more drugs. You would think that the recession would make people buy more drugs, get more drunk. That's what I've always heard. People, they don't have money. They get drunk to escape their problems. They get fucked up. That's not the case. They don't have money. They have to pay their mortgage. Their fucking house is going to get foreclosed. So buy more drugs. <laughs> don't pay your fucking mortgage. Get fucked up. And, um, fuck you. Fuck you, sick and wrong. Fuck you. I want this guy as a financial advisor. <laughs> is, it, is that Obama? <laughs> Isn't that part of his plan? The stimulus, stimulus package? Yeah. Yeah, Isn't that the stimulus drugs. package? I'm thinking this guy deals, I'm just going to guess here, but he deals in like weed and mushrooms and LSD. 
Um, not in heroin like or not crack. hard drugs because like, heroin and crack addicts they will steal shit to buy the drugs right they don't need a steady income they will get the money no matter Dude, what desperation will cause you to do things you yeah. regret yeah Whereas, so my, our, my advice for this guy is to deal in harder drugs i think stoners you know like to smoke weed obviously but i bet you they're like not buying the kind bud yeah instead just buying yeah like the 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 dirt weed do you have something that was grown in a ditch <laughs> <laughs> Do you have something that smells like garbage when I light it up? Because that's kind of in the market I'm in. So I was looking for something that's more like around the $20 range for an eighth. Is, is that cool? <laughs> or then you, you know, you get those people who want to buy less than an eighth. <laughs> can I just get one joint? One joint? Just one joint. Can just, you just, give me can one. just pack me one bowl and I'll pay you like five bucks? Well, so assholes. I, there you go. We are definitely in a recession now that we know the drug dealers are even suffering. Maybe right. you're going to have to actually get a legitimate job. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Heaven forfend. All right. What's the, what's the fourth call here? Oh, this one sums up a lot of common opinion, I think. So uh, it's a little long, but I think we have to deal with the issue. Okay, okay, hold, hold on a second. I fully acknowledge my English accent sucks. My English accent sucks because I've never lived in England. You know, I'm the only English friend I really have is Sleazy E, what who's been dad? here for 20 years. Yeah, but my dad's, dad's also... been here for like 50 years. 50 years, yeah. So it's like, you know, obviously if I lived in England, I could speak, you know, the, the, the various locutions for all the different areas. Right. You know, but uh, the dialects for all different regions, but... We don't know it, so we make this bastardized American American version of what we think an English accent sounds like. I my main purpose in doing my fake English accents are to crack you up, yeah, <laughs> not, and, to, and, not and, to impress any uh, you know authentic limeys. And it works so well, but dude, I mean seriously, we're not Sir Ian McKellen. I'm, I'm not fucking Patrick Stewart. Yes, you know it's like we, we're not. Character I'm not Ian actors. McShane. Yeah, exactly. So, so, but, but. With all that in mind, his American accents are fucking god-awful. He, he's owning himself. <laughs> Self-ownage. <laughs> because those, those American accents, well, he tried to do a Northwest. Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I'm from the Pacific Northwest. I love that. Those are the worst things I've ever heard. I think he continues, so let's go on. Now that I like that. I like the Cockney accent. I yeah, think the East End. I think if I lived East in, End gangster. If I lived in England, I would have a Cockney accent. An East End Cockney. An East End. How many Jews do you think have Cockney accents? Zero. And I think you have to be able to back it up. Like once you start talking like that, you really got to be able to throw down at the drop of a top hat and beat somebody's teeth in. So Wackley, are you saying I'm a puss or something? Yes. Okay. Moving on. 
from fucking Wales, isn't it? Right, my liver. I'm from Cornwall. <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> what accent's that? I think... I'm, he's probably going to yell at me for this in a later episode, but I think that's the West Midlands accent, and I think that's what the uh, Hobbits in the, the, the Lord of the Rings movies is based on. Like, sound, oh, sound, I love living in the Shire. It's so great. You know? It sounds like Frodo, then. <laughs> Tom Bombadil. Well, you might be from the Rises, from the West Country, like. Ah, what? Oh god, dude! Scottish fans right now are right. probably flipping him. In their, uh, no, rolling in their discontent. Haggis. <laughs> They're haggis. They're throwing like haggis against the wall right now. Really? They've got their kilts up over their head in shame. Yeah, exactly. I, I imagine you're going to start another Braveheart. I hope you know. Ah, to be sure. I'm from fucking Cork, from the south of Ireland. Okay. <laughs> I can put some effort in. Put some fucking effort in, geezer. Talk to sleazy fucking here with the funk. What the fuck? Why has he been over there for fucking 20 years? You cunt. Sleazy E. What are you doing, son? Right? I've had enough. I'm fucking angry. I'm going to smash the fuck out of someone. I've not had a good night. I've not had a good night at all. Since I called you, some cunt stuck a fucking thumb in my eye. I've got a fucking black eye. I can't even open my eye. It's black as fuck. Okay? It's nasty. I think I've, I think I've lost, like, some of my eyeball. It's not good. It's not good. I'm in a fucking mood. And, uh... I'm in a fucking mood. <laughs> I'm not fucking happy. I slapped him, got out of hand. Slapped him a little bit hard. His head went into a window. Anyway, sleazy, what the fuck, man? Get back to England. Alright, guys. Although you're American, love your show. Fucking love your show. Take care of that eye, dude. Yeah, seriously, dude. <laughs> he'll he'll get into the national health uh, clinic in about four or five weeks. <laughs> Until then, keep some mites on it, dude. Seriously, you drink in England at your own risk, because you never know what you might offend some dude saying something about football yeah. or whatnot. Or, yeah. You know, making fun of his wife who looks like a dude. I think and, you do know. I think it's just going to happen. But <laughs> Inevitably. It's, it's inevitable. You're going to bump into some guy. or You don't even have to do that. You just need to say something in an American accent, and you're going to get a thumb in the eye and a foot in the arse. Right. But, or not even say something in an American accent. Well, you didn't think that's what happened? He called in. He was doing his American, his spot-on American accent. Spot-on, dude. Pacific Some other guy at the bar thought he was an American, and that's why the thumb went in the eye. It could it's have been. I, I just think you drink at your own risk in England. Yeah. But, but Wackley, what's with the vitriol here for Sleazy E? I noticed a lot of his countrymen have turned their backs on Sleazy E, like Naboo style, turned their backs on him. <laughs> <laughs> they see, I think they see him as sort of uh, betraying the homeland. But, you know, I can understand it because he, he has this game over here where and anybody in England right now can come over and, here and have the same game. Unless they're ginger. You might have. You can always dye your hair <laughs> like you do. Um they, you know, all you have to do is break some, you know, immigration rules. But come over here, go to any bar, start talking in your normal English accent, and girls will flock. And I think 
Sleazy E has been exploiting that for many years successfully. No, Sleazy E has been exploiting that for 20 years. And I, think and I don't begrudge him, though. For, no, I don't begrudge him at all. And for that reason, I don't see him ever going back to Old Blighty. Because here he can just... Here he's one of a kind. He goes to a bar and he's like, Hello, my name is Ian. And they're like, Wow, where are you from? England. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, Oh my God, English accent. Oh, and they're flowing like a river. He's just like James Bond. Dude, so I, sexy. I can't tell you how many girls that guy has bedded down just for the fact that he has an English accent. Does he make them a huge English fry-up in the morning? Because I might <laughs> bet him down if I get a big fried-up breakfast. In the no, morning. I mean, really, why would he return to England where everybody has an English accent? Now, is this a reciprocal rule? Like, could I go to England and just be like, hey, how's it going? I'm from fucking <laughs> Michigan. I did a podcast and fuck it, yeah. And all, these, all these English chicks would be all over me. Dude, you'd have no. an English chick giving you a thumb in the eye. That's right, what would happen. I'd just get... Seven blokes a night would be beating the shit out of me, as opposed to, you know, the Well, it might be me, but I think uh, that was Noel Gallagher calling, because uh, he's the only really surly Englishman. He's the only one you know about? The the only surly Englishman that I've ever heard, and I think that might have been Noel Gallagher. But yeah, you know, I agree with Wackerly. I'm glad he's a fan. You better get that eye checked out. Sometime yeah, seriously. Soon. Yeah. I, yeah go queue sure. up, and <laughs> the queue is going to be long, but you should get in line now. People, you can call Sick or Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. Uh, Wackerly, we got a bunch of emails here, the Sick or Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com address. I'm just going to read a couple. Uh, first one came in from a guy named Ian. He says, hey, chaps, I'm probably not the first to write into you about this, as one of those sheep-fucking Aussies probably beat me to it. I was listening to SNW episode 180, and in discussing the story about the bogan who put his wife's ashes on eBay, you incorrectly cast aspersions on the Welsh. While the Welsh of Great Britain deserve all the shit you dump on them, even more deserving are the troglodyte residents of New South Wales and Australia. <laughs> A little geography lesson. New South Wales is one of the eastern states of Australia and the state that Sydney is located in. I've had the mixed pleasure slash pain of living among these inbred criminals for the last few years, <laughs> and I can tell you that this place has far more than its fair share of sick and wrong shit. Cheers, Ian. And you know what? I agree with Ian. We kind of owe everyone a mea culpa. That's probably one of the most glaring geographical errors we have ever committed in the history of Sick and Wrong. Right, but he—I mean—he's making this point that we were casting aspersions on the Welsh because it actually happened in Australia, not in Wales. But it's not called New South Wales because nobody of Welsh ancestry lived there. It's called that because. All the people that live there started out from Wales, right? Back in the day. Well, all the people that were arrested and sent to the prison colony. Yeah, it was all the Welsh prisoners <laughs> started the colony. So, so really, I we still think that we far could, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I understand. I, you know, I, do, I don't. There's really no excuse. Uh, please take my apology. And uh, kids, learn from our shitty example. Study geography. In school, so when you do a podcast at the age of 34, yeah. when you're in your mid-30s That's doing a point. podcast, That's you're not going to have all these dumbasses calling you and bitching at you. Seriously, Wackerly, we probably received 30 emails and at least 15 phone calls okay. calling well, us retards. Let me, let me add then. We, we complained that the, it was a too confusing of a name because it's New South, New South Wales. Wales. Yeah. And I think uh, given the response, they should add to the name... New South Australian Wales. <laughs> yeah. Or New South Wales in Australia. That's yeah. all you had to write. It's, it's confusing to us Americans. Um, the second email here came from Susie. She says, Dean Lance, I've ordered the bacon-flavored vodka for you guys to enjoy. Oh, my God. 
I hope you consume it during an especially disquieting episode. I found your podcast several months ago and have just finished listening to all the episodes. For the longest time, I listened alone. Ashamed to tell anyone that I like this sort of thing. You know, I don't think she's alone in that sentiment. A lot of people are closet sick and wrong listeners. And there's lots of single men out there listening to the show, and I think that she should do a hookup. Yeah, no, that's true. It really is disturbing on many levels, but I did recently tell two coworkers about it, Jenny and Brian. And Brian enjoys it way too much. Yeah. He enjoys it so much that he frightens me. <laughs> he sits at his desk, teeing in a most inappropriate way. Yeah, the teeing is scary. You know, Jenny, he's probably, or Susie and Jenny, he's probably not teeing at the show. He's probably teeing about the plans to defecate on your desk. <laughs> in your sweater. Once the, yeah, your in your sweater. sweater <laughs> once the uh, office is closed. Anyway, give us a shout out, but just me and Jenny. Brian is too stupid to waste your time acknowledging. Besides, I think if you encourage him, he'd go all groupy on you, wanting to make plaster casts of your members and upper decking you if you spurn his advances. We love the show here in Helltown, Sanford, Maine. Love you guys, Susie and Jenny. In parentheses, not Brian. Well, I want to give a big shout out to Jenny, Susie, and we got to give a shout out to Brian. Well, you just indirectly did mention him yeah. multiple times. So, so we, we got to give a shout out to all three of you guys. Thank you for listening to the show. And I hope he can you. handle it. Thank you for sending us the bacon flavored vodka. And I, being a vegetarian and of a Jewish ancestry, if I eat bacon, uh, I turn to ash. So I but can't. But it's not bacon, it's alcohol. No, but it's, it's infused with bacon. Right, but it's. Infused with, it's not really bacon. It, it's close enough to bacon. It's like I'm a bacon bit. You need you need a bacon bit, right? I would not eat even even eat a bacon bit. Um, Food of the white I'm devil, Wackerly, there to bring us Jews down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slip it to you at some point. Yeah, I hope you a don't. bacon Mickey. Although you are more than welcome to drink that entire fifth of bacon flavored <laughs> vodka will. next week. I probably will. Can I just stop eating altogether? Because there's the bacon protein in the vodka. Because that would really save me a lot of time. Yeah, throughout no, the week. I, I, I think that might be a good idea. Uh, we, we, speaking of gifts, actually, we did just get a really cool gift in the mail here. Not, not a gift, a gift package. A, a gift like, package. gift explosion. A big cap, a gift package. Let me specify here. So Duramater, one of our uh, favorite lis- listeners here, Duramater, uh, she writes in, Dear D and Wackerly, I sincerely apologize for the tardiness of your care package. And closer some tidbits which are reflected reflective of the Midwestern lifestyle that goes on around me. Some little treasures from the ghetto of our fine city, St. Louis, and some other random things that made me smile or think of you. It's nice that she's thinking of us. Yeah, it is. The booze was selected both for aesthetic purposes as well as personal affection I have for vodka. Woman after my own heart. Unfortunately, this was the first item I purchased, and after staring at it on my dresser for over a week, I finally succumbed to its irresistible appeal and drank the whole damn bottle. <laughs> so the bottle enclosed is booze part duh. And you know, if you think about it, I would have done the same thing. That's a very sick and wrong move. Did, Drinking you, the booze that you were supposed to give to somebody else. I've done that so many times. Could you keep a bottle of tantalizing liquor right in front of you, just staring at you saying, come on. My limit is like drink. three days and not weekend days, weekdays where I have to actually go to work. But yeah. Dude, if it's someone's birthday, I'll buy... A bottle of liquor on my way to the party. On the, the way party. there, because you don't want to be I'm going to drink it. Yeah. I'm going to drink it. She said, I actually started to call into the drunk dial line while drunk on your booze, then decided that was a cunt move and aborted. It's never a cunt move to call the drunk dial line drunk. Again, I apologize for my weakness. 
Also packed inside, you'll find two shot glasses. Please take a moment and imagine that I'm at a bar buying you as many shots as that bottle holds. That's how much I like both of you. With lots of affection, Duramater. She's a she's a really cool person. So yeah, she did give us the sticker on. Care I don't package. even think we have time to go through the whole package, but um, I'm just gonna highlight a couple of things. So the vodka she's talking about is a vodka that I've seen at the bar and I've always wanted. I've always wanted to try this Crystal Head vodka, uh, triple crystal filtered vodka. It's in the shape. The bottle's in the shape of a skull. The bottle's the best part about it. But Dude, I'm drinking the vodka, and that's very good too. Very smooth. Very smooth. Right. So, so thank you, Dermotter. We we appreciate that. Also, she enclosed a copy of this newspaper here. Is this? Like you should a, probably move that bag because it's probably horrible feedback in yeah, the microphone. Right let me let me kind of move this over here. It's a, a like a ghetto newspaper. I love it. I wish we had it here. I, I mean, that newspaper needs to be in Oakland. It's called the Evening Whirl. They kind of—it's like a newspaper if they filtered out all the public interest stories and the, um, you know, the stories about saved puppies and local politics, and just focused on the criminal element and and what the criminal element does when they're not being convicted of crimes. Well, basically, they've they've subtracted all the human interest stories and all the other stories not involving black people because <laughs> everyone on this, every story is involving a black guy who killed somebody else. I think there's some white people on, like, page two or three. Let, let me just read off a couple headlines. Live by the gun, die by the gun. County scumbag charged with killing toddler, 22 months. Corrupt hack smuggled devil dust to jailbird. <laughs> Craziness still rules. Mom's boyfriend slays baby. Cops kill man. Man murdered. At first, I thought this was like a joke newspaper, like a gag newspaper, like The Onion or something. Yeah. But you know what? Upon further inspection, it's this is a perfect newspaper. This I is like, like sick and wrong news. If we I published, like a, if we published to, a newspaper. For them to sponsor the show or we can sponsor the newspaper or something. Some type of professional relationship needs to be established. So she also sent us these cool little shot glasses. They look like little skulls. I yeah, think we're going to have nice. to be using these. It's also kind of blingy. There's like yeah. this little shiny light in here. Yeah. Some corncob pipes, and she attached these little notes to it. It says, Washington, Missouri's own claim to fame. Oh, yeah, I'm from Washington. It's like a corncob pipe. So, um, yeah, next time we smoke crack, I think they'll come in handy. <laughs> and uh, she sent me these Confederate flag fuzzy dice. Yeah. You don't have a car, but <laughs> I don't and know I'm not going to put them in my car. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else I'm going to do with them. I can hang them somewhere. She writes, D, I believe you already own a pair of truck nuts. A fine Missouri auto accessory. A listener sent you some truck nuts. Yeah, no, right. I have a, I have a, a listener did send me some truck nuts. I do right. have some truck nuts here, which also I don't have a car. But when I have a car, I'm going to be the ultimate hillbilly. All this shit is going to go on at once. Dude, truck nuts. I got a Confederate flag die. Um, she sent in a copy of a Preacher comic, the first Preacher comic, I think. Yeah, that that's for, that's for, for me, because I'm a comic fan. She's she sent an air fan. freshener here, the scent of mullet. I'm, 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 a, I'm just going to estimate here, but I think there's a lot of white trash that live in, uh, in uh, Durham Otter's town. Of St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, yes. yeah. And black trash. All types of trash. I like this uh, convert to Judaism instantly Breath spray. Spray. Yeah. yeah. So you just kind of spray it on you and you're automatically a yid. I'm not spraying that on me until the final days. I'm going to wait and see like who was right. Well, actually, I think you should use these wash away your sins moist towelettes. Once again, I'm going to wait till I build up a lot of... I don't want to use it too soon and then accumulate sins after I use the towelettes. And there's a couple stickers and some other stuff. But yeah, it's going to take us some time to go through all the cool shit that's in this bag. Don't forget about the... I'm 24 remiss. ounce King Cobra that I'm drinking right now. I'm remiss to not mention the uh, King Cobra 24 
that she sent over. So thank you, Duramater, for sending us one of the coolest gifts I think we've received. It's going to last us for a long time. And people remember, we don't ask for gifts, but we love to receive them. <laughs> we really do. I.e., liquor. Um, there was one thing lacking from the package, and I hate to be the guy who licks the gift horse in the panties, <laughs> but uh, she specifically asked me, you know, like, what kind of gifts do you guys like? And I said, booze. But I also said, cheesecake photos. Exactly. <laughs> Especially well, from the ladies or men without girlfriends. And there weren't any in there. And Dormotter's kind of hot. So, I know, because yeah. I've seen her Facebook profile. So we don't want to look, look a gift horse in the panties. No, but, I don't. Uh, it's great, but, uh, you know, it could have, you know, a nipple. Would that have been so hard? Yeah, just one little nip. <laughs> Your face doesn't have to be nip. in the picture. That's all we want. <laughs> but thank you, Dormotter, for sending us that package. Uh, people, if you haven't already, check out the Sick and Wrong forum. Almost 400 people signed in just today. Yeah, I can't even follow the whole thing anymore. There's too many postings. I do like the uh, random pick thread, which is basically there's a poster named TTC, and it's basically become his personal animated GIF thread. I don't know where he gets those. Animated I love GIFs, them all. Every they're single amazing. one. Every single one is awesome. They're amazing. They, yeah, they're they're really incredible. But a lot of new people are posting some of the most horrid, vile, reproachful shit found in the vast nether regions of the tubes. Or just personally generated, you know? Yeah, no. And, Some and, of them are, are personal stories of, of very, uh, you know, it's a full horrible sick, things. It's a full sick and wrong community that's developed on that forum. And I just want to say, Die Hard, you've done a bang-up job with the forum. Yeah. Got to give mad props to Die Hard. So thank you, Die Hard, Gracias. for supporting the forum. People, you can go link to the forum right off our main page, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Yeah, just go and um, corrupt your mind right now. Also, big up to all the people that subscribe to the show on iTunes and give us all those comments. We've been getting a, a multitude of comments recently. A lot of people saying some really encouraging stuff. We love it. It really um, it promotes awareness for the show, exposes us. And yeah, we've been uh, uh, increasing in the rankings, beating the Christian podcast. So we thank you for that. <laughs> also, thank you people for ordering t-shirts. I sent out four shirts today, all going to the UK. One guy. <laughs> ordered four shirts his whole family is yeah. gonna be <laughs> adorned in sick and wrong t-shirts i picture this whole chav family snaggletoothed <laughs> englishman just like all just sitting there wearing it his wife wearing a shirt they're at the local summer festival for their little city or village or whatever all wearing sick and wrong shirts and eating i don't know some english boiled food. pizza <laughs> let's all go to the pub mates come on put on your sick and wrong teas come on and One then, of these days, we're going to do the English trip, right? You and me. Yeah. One Sick of these and wrong days, tours England. You know, the next time the Mighty Boosh plays a live show, I say we both go out there. Catch the, lighty, the live Mighty Boosh show. All right. And then go meet some of these fans. It's That's a deal. Let's do. do it. People, order your Sick and Wrong t-shirt while supplies last. We're running out of uh, uh, this current design. It's our old design. But uh, we're going to make some new shirts soon enough. But we first got to get rid of these so we can pay for the new shirts. So great way to support the show is by ordering a Sick and Wrong shirt. Join the Sick and Wrong army. Buy a shirt. And then uh, build your own harem. Seriously. Right. Finally here, the sick and wrong song of the week. Um, actually, uh, lifted it from the forum. Uh, one of the forum members, Dead Metal, uh, put this thread up. He said, sick and wrong song of the week. This should be the song of the week. It's fucking hilarious. The song's called Michael Jackson's Dead. It's by John LaJoey, the humorist. I think we've played his music before. I think he's from Canada too, right? Yeah, we've, we've done uh, Pedophile Beards. Yeah. Um, a couple other novelty rap songs that he does. But this song is great, and it completely echoes our sentiments on the Michael Jackson, recent passing of Michael Jackson. So check it out. We're going to end the show here with Michael Jackson's Dead by John LaJoey. People, will be back next week with episode 182. Until then. 
Take it sleazy. Good night. Oh my God, did you hear about Michael Jackson? Yeah, I heard about Michael Jackson. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I can't believe it. All of a sudden, the media is on his side. I know it's crazy, right? Michael Jackson is dead. Don't pretend you give a shit, you motherfucking hypocrites. Remember what you said he did. Michael Jackson is dead. No, you never gave a shit, so why are you pretending, you motherfucking hypocrites? Michael Jackson's such a freak, you'd hear it a thousand times a week on every fucking TV screen and every fucking magazine. Yeah, sure, we liked him for a while, for a few years when he was in style. Then someone said he's a pedophile, and fucking boys is what makes him smile. Then there was a punchline every day about his skeletor like face and how he loved 12 year old balls. We didn't care if it was true or false. So don't pretend that you give a fuck. Keep talking about how he sucked 12 year old cock and went from being a cute little black kid and died as a white skeleton robot. I wasn't hearing you call him legendary And when we heard that shit about the Culkin kid We said, oh my god, Jacko's motherfucking sick He likes fucking kids, he likes fucking kids Nobody was talking about his music Now if I say he died choking on a kid's dick You say, oh my god, that's so offensive Well fuck you, you motherfucking cunt-ass bitch Everyone in the news, you hit a motherfucking crib On your high horse saying that I'm a demon Cause I say he overdosed on a boy's semen Jackson is dead, don't pretend you